What if we told you that whiskey and vodka weren't just for drinking? It's true, Jason and Erica, owners of Distilled Bath & Body, created pit liquor. You heard me right, pit liquor. It's an all-natural deodorant that actually works. Ramona found pit liquor online and now says she's a customer of theirs for life. Pit liquor is wonderful. They save my underarms. No more sweaty, itchy underarms for me. So I definitely love them and will be a customer as long as it keeps the smell, I guess, away. Pit liquor has no harmful chemicals or toxins and doesn't have any ingredients you wouldn't find in grandma's kitchen. I came across pit liquor online on Instagram. I saw an ad advertising no baking soda used in their product. So the difference between pit liquor and other natural deodorant is I do not stink. <laughs> I've tried several, several different brands and either I end up with an itchy rash or it doesn't last. But Pit Liquor for me lasts all day. Pit Liquor's risk-free guarantee should put your mind at ease. Head to pitlicker.com and use the promo code number one fan to save 11% and have it shipped straight to your home. That's hashtag one fan. Welcome in to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by In We Go. Joined by a special guest, Mason Plumlee. I thought he was going to knock that ref out in LA. <laughs> Coaches will get testy with officials, but to run out onto the court and yeah. cut him off, yeah. I've never seen that before. You should have taken a charge on him. That <laughs> A special guest, Darrell Arthur. When did you first realize Nicole Jokic was good? We was in Philadelphia for Jameer's kind of like team bonding thing, and I knew it right away that he was going to be good. He was making great passes and good reads and stuff like that, and I said, this kid's going to be good. He's turned out to be a star. He has a great upside to him, and I know he'll be a Hall of Famer once he's done playing. And now, here's your host, Harrison Wind and Christian Clark. Welcome to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by InWeGo, the subscription that can get you into almost any event in Denver with promo code BSN50. Harrison Wynn, Christian Clark here, Friday edition of the show, recording Friday afternoon. A lot to get to today. Quick note, though, before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to all you listeners out there. Our numbers have been crazy throughout these last couple of weeks, and I know it helps that the Nuggets are winning, but I'm glad you guys are tuning in listening to the podcast every day, and we really appreciate it for sure. We put a lot of hard work into the show, uh, so I'm glad, I guess, I'm guessing you guys are enjoying it if you're listening more over the last couple weeks, and you know, if you want even more content, make sure to head on over to bsndenver.com, sign up for a subscription. It's like a cop, a, it costs a cup of coffee per month. Uh, for awesome Nuggets and Rockies and Avalanche and Broncos coverage. So hit bsndenver.com backslash subscribe if you want to sign up. And without further ado, Christian Clark to my left. How's it going? Pretty good wind. How about you? I'm good, man. Just uh, getting ready for the weekend here. Mourning the loss of Beta Nightclub in uh, (laughs) downtown Denver. I know our guy Chris asked about that on the Total Beverage Fan Hotline. I don't have too many memories there. I don't think you do because you're a transplant, and it does. I don't think it seems like a place you would frequent. But funny enough, I think the last time I was at Beta was in college at CU in Boulder. College crowd, sort of, or 
it's a younger crowd for sure. I uh, it's I don't think it's really a place I would I would go to now. But like apparent- a fake ID crowd, or not that you would do that or anything. But no, I would never do that. But yeah, maybe a little fake ID crowd, a little college crowd, come down from Boulder for the night. You know who was just at Beta the other night last weekend? Pauly D. Wow. That DJ, sounds about right, actually. DJ Paul Eddie. So that's kind of the, the beta vibe, I think. These days, at least. I don't know what it was like really back in the day more. End of an era, man. I mean, washed up reality TV stars. One less spot for you to frequent in Denver. Has he been just touring with his DJ set since Jersey Shore? I mean, that's got to be like a decade, right? Yeah, I, I think he is. You know, I was I was pretty in on Jersey Shore, and I think Paulie was my favorite one. He was hilarious. Man. He was hilarious. I'm glad to see he's still doing his thing. Yeah, but beta is closing. I know Chris wanted us to talk about that. The other part of your question, Chris, hit me in the DMs. Oh, we can talk about that there. I don't think that's for <laughs> the podcast uh, podcast level material. <laughs> Here's where I want to start off today's show. Last night, TNT was doing the national games. And of course, anytime TNT is on and you get Charles Barkley and Shaq and Kenny Smith and Ernie Johnson on a show together, some things are going to be said. And I don't know about you, but I got hit up a ton last night. People texted me, people tweeting at me. Wow, Charles Barkley is saying Nikola Jokic should be the front runner for most valuable player. Is it still a little weird for you to see Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets mentioned on this kind of national level? Because it's still a little weird for me. Yeah, it's super weird for me. I really didn't know if Jokic would ever go mainstream. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I guess I knew, but I thought it might be a couple of years down the road. I definitely didn't think Jokic was going to be going mainstream this year. I'll tell you how I saw it going was, yeah, the Nuggets this year would be maybe a six or seven or eight seed in the playoffs. Or this was probably last year because, I mean, this year I picked them for the fourth seed. But maybe last year they sneak into the playoffs. They probably lose in the first round. Maybe they win a game. People start to really catch on to Jokic, and then it gradually builds up. I didn't think it would come all at once, though. You know what this feels like? This feels like me and you were fans of Kendrick Lamar uh, early on, like in, say, 2012. Right. And Section 80 dropped through, and we're like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. This dude is ridiculous, and not that many people knew about it. Probably just people on the West Coast for the most part. And then Don't Kill My Vibe comes out, you know, one of the singles off Good Kid, Mad City, and everybody's like, oh, this guy's going to be a star. This feels like uh, Jokic's Don't Kill My Vibe moment or something like that. It was like when I was listening to Wiz Khalifa's Say Yeah in 2009, loving it, turning people onto it, and then eventually he's like the biggest rap star in the world, and then, you know, his music drops off. Yeah, that's what it's like. We, we've been basketball hipsters the last two years. Uh, I don't think we're going to real, really be able to call ourselves that anymore because everybody's about to know about Jokic. I think he's definitely in the top five right now. It's funny. Does the argument that says best player on the best team in the league deserves like a consideration for the top five not apply anymore? Because from what I can remember over the last couple of years, you know, whenever you're debating who the top five MVP candidates are, the quote-unquote best guy on the best team always gets a foot in the door. Is that not a criteria anymore? Well, Jokic is mostly getting a foot in the door, but you know it probably doesn't apply to some people if you're chunky and from Eastern Europe. Right. If you can't throw down a dunk, if you can't be in the dunk contest, maybe that doesn't apply. I don't know. He's clearly in top five to me. 
think my top five right now is probably Giannis is one, right? Giannis is probably the front runner right now. He's the odds on favorite for number one. He probably should be number one. I think you can put LeBron two. I think he's a pretty clear number two right now. Three, four, five, though, could be Jokic, Durant, Kawhi, Durant, Anthony Davis, Jokic. It could be a lot of guys, three, four, five. Uh, so he's in that argument for me. And it's not so much about the numbers. It's really not. Although in the end, that's probably why he's not going to have a shot to win it. And just because he's Nikola Jokic, his numbers aren't going to be like Giannis's numbers. He's not going to average enough points. Right. It's that what he's doing and how he's carrying the Nuggets without these three starters here over the last couple of weeks and how he's played over the last, I guess, couple months, I'd say, without Gary Harrison, Will Barton for the most part is probably his best, uh, the best thing on his resume. Yeah, no question. I mean, it's like that 18-game stretch last year, but with better defense. <laughs> That's the difference, right? He's actually playing both ends of the court now. It's funny. We talk about this stretch where he was unbelievable last year. He was playing at an all-star level. He was playing at an all-NBA level, at an MVP level to close last year. Yeah, he was still only playing one end of the fourth. Yeah. It's pretty it, funny how it, things can flip. It's mind-boggling. The Nuggets are fourth in defensive rating right now. I wouldn't wouldn't have believed that in a million years if you, had you told me that coming into the season. Yeah, I think we should probably stop talking about MVP as much and talk about all-star more. That's the next thing on the docket, right? Voting gets underway in a couple weeks here. We were talking about this at practice today, actually with Michael Malone here Friday morning. And Jokic should be an all-star. He should be a lock to be an all-star right now. But Michael Malone had a good point, just chit-chatting with him. There's a scenario out there where he gets left off the team. There's a scenario out there. I'm not going to come out and say he's 100% lock to make it. He's probably not going to get voted in as a starter. It's going to be up to the coaches to select him as one of the reserves. And I, I think he'll get in, but like anything can happen, you know? I don't know, man. The coaches know, I feel like. They know, but what if Denver loses four or five here to close out the month, right? Yeah, I mean, if they play like dog crap, there is a chance. Yeah. So I don't think it's a stone-cold lock. He should be in, though. He, he should be a lock. And here's something else I was thinking about today. Who's the coach in the All-Star game? It's the coach of the team with the best record in that respective conference. So if the Nuggets are the leader in the Western Conference, when voting closes or whenever they decide who the coach is, I'm not quite sure when that is, and the Nuggets are at the top of the conference, Michael Malone will be coaching the All-Star team. And that would be an interesting dynamic, I think. What if Michael Malone is coaching a team with Nikola Jokic and some 2019 free agents like maybe a Kawhi Leonard, uh, maybe a Kevin Durant. Mm, Kevin Durant, you say? <laughs> yeah, Kevin Durant. Couldn't you just imagine, though, uh, Kevin Durant catching lobs from Jokic in the All-Star game? Jokic leading a break with Durant on one side, Giannis on the other. Just imagining what it would be like to play together for a whole season. There's a hell of a pitch there. And, you know, KD, you, you kind of need to repair your reputation around the league. How better to repair your reputation than delivering a championship to a franchise that's never won one? <laughs> Did I mention 300 Days of Sunshine? <laughs> Did I mention like 100 microbrews? <laughs> Does Kevin Durant like IPAs? I don't think he likes beer, man. I, I read that story where Anthony Slater just followed him around after the finals, and he tried to chug a beer and apparently just spit it up. 
So I don't know if he's a beer guy. I think he might be like a wine guy. All those guys are wine guys. Everybody's a wine guy. I've been trying to get into wine so I can relate to these players a bit more <laughs> on that level. It's kind of you're not relating to the players when you're drinking a bottle of Yellowtail, okay? Hey, I've been drinking red wine, man. It's all about the red. Some Malbec, some... Uh, all right, I'll stop. Um, <laughs> what do you think his drink is, though? Wine, anything else? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, just not beer because if you're a professional athlete, then beer is probably too unhealthy. It'd be a pretty cool dynamic, though. Michael Malone coaching in the All-Star game with Nicole Jokic and some upcoming free agents or some guys who you know, could be on the block here. I, it I, would definitely create some good content, at the very least. Yeah, uh, I, I would say so, and some pretty sexy offensive highlights. Let's go ahead and hit a break real quick. On the other side, I got some more notes from practice today I wanted to share, and Talk about Nikola Jokic bursting onto the national scene some more, and also some of the players Nikola Jokic watched growing up. I think it gives a good insight into Jokic's mind and how he kind of views the game and sees the game. We'll be right back. This podcast is presented by InWeGo, the subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can for only 39 bucks per month with no additional cost or fees. You heard that right, as many events as you can fit into your schedule for only $39 per month. Brandon Spanos here and he's going to tell us a little bit about it. Yeah guys, this year alone I've been to Avalanche games, Nuggets games, Rockies games, Rapids games, Buffs games. I've been to concerts, uh, beer tastings, food festivals. I even went to a few comedy shows, so it's literally changed my life. <laughs> if it's going on in Denver, there's a good chance that InWeGo can get you in. And here's where it gets good. We've partnered with InWeGo to give BSN listeners a great deal. Go to InWeGo.com BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe to get 50% off your first month. That's right, all the events you can handle for less than $20 for your first month. Try it and fall in love with it like we did here at BSN Denver. Go to inwego.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50. Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by Inwego, Harrison Wind, and Christian Clark here. Christian, let me read you this quote from practice today. Nicole Jokic was asked about Charles Barkley's MVP comments and if it's cool to see some of those legends like Barkley and Jalen Rose give the Nuggets some clout, some credit, and also who he watched growing up. And here's the list of names he gave. Shaq, who he called the most dominant player ever. Bill Walton, Hakeem Olajuwon, Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki, Boris Diaw. What do you think of that list? I love that list. It's man. a great list. You know, hearing Jokic talk about NBA players who were kind of before his time over the years, it really makes me think that Jokic knows his history really, really well for a guy who grew up overseas. Um, I don't know if you read that piece Jokic did in the Players' Tribune a while back. Um, when he was 15, YouTube... I have that piece memorized, by the oh, way. Oh, okay. Line for line. It was, it was pretty great. But when he was 15, YouTube came out. He said he watched Magic because of the passing, Akeem because of the post moves, and Jordan because he was Jordan. Jokic also said in a previous interview that uh, you know, he, he was really familiar with David Thompson and his game. He called him MJ before MJ. I thought that was really impressive. I mean, David Thompson, not a lot of American basketball fans know who that is and, and his impact. So I think Jokic really knows the game. Yeah, you can really see parts of his game in magic, obviously. Bringing the ball up the floor, some of the passes he does. 
just his vision. You can see parts of Hakeem in his game. He had that, uh, what, that spin into that reverse layup the other night. That also was the c- disgusting up and under. Right, kind of Hakeem-esque move. I don't know how much of Jordan we see in his game, but you can definitely see a lot of magic and a lot of Hakeem. A quick tangent, but I think it's pretty significant how the Barclays of the world, uh, how a lot of these all-time players really respect Jokic's game. I think that's significant because what it tells me is game respect game, right? If you know, you know. If you know, you know. These legendary players know how special Jokic is a lot more than a lot of random people on Twitter, it seems. Yeah, and obviously I haven't played professional basketball. I played in a pretty decent high school team, and that was the extent of it. So I don't want to go too far out on a limb here, but I, I do think that it helps to understand Jokic's game if you've actually played the game before because understanding you know how beneficial it is to have a playmaker like that, that lesson really becomes emphasized when you played with great playmakers and you realize how much easier they make your life. Right, without a doubt. I could not agree more. Him, You can obviously appreciate Jokic if you've never played basketball before, but I think some of the people you don't find appreciating him maybe haven't actually played as much. It, there's, there's a little bit that I think you've got you've to experience to get some of the nuances of his game and really appreciate them. But Jokic seems like a student of the game. How he talks about players, how he talks about the game, the knowledge he has about the history, like David Thompson, it's pretty impressive for a guy who grew up in Serbia. Yeah, no question about it. Um, got some fun, some David Thompson fun facts for you here. Go check out David Thompson's Wikipedia if you haven't. One of the best Wikipedia pages out there. The guy just lived a really interesting life. One of six players to co- score 70-plus points. First cousin of Alvin Gentry. Did not see that coming. Do you know what his nickname was? Skywalker. Right. And... That's a classic basketball nickname. That's it's a great one. Beautiful. Um, the, kind of the last blow to his career. I mean, David Thompson's career was largely derailed by cocaine use. Um, you know, I, I, I think if not for the drug dependency, then we might consider David Thompson the best player in Denver Nuggets franchise history, to be honest with you. But really, like, the last blow to his career was he got pushed down the steps at Studio 54 in New York City, and <sighs> it kind of just shredded his knee so, you know, I think he's since gotten clean and, and he's much in a much healthier place, but he's an all-time what-if guy. Yeah, so athletic. Yeah, definitely Skywalker. It's funny, Jokic is now at the level where he can just go by the Joker. You know, you got LeBron, Curry, KD, Giannis, and the Joker. Like, he's in that tier of player now. I mean, that tier probably runs like 10, 15 deep, but... He's a guy who you can refer to by one name. Yeah, and I still see some people, you know, Nuggets fan base, Nuggets media, who try to make Big Honey a thing. And you know what? I, I don't hate Big Honey. I think it's a fine nickname. But can we all agree that his best nickname is the Joker? Yeah, he's the Joker. Come on. And you know what? I am with it that guys can have multiple nicknames. Shaq had 74 nicknames, and it's kind of funny. Swaggy P seems to have a new nickname every week. Wait, what are the other ones? Swaggy Elvis. Okay. <laughs> well, he's only been here for like a week and a half, so give him another week. And he'll probably That's, true. That's true. He's on if like he's a, a one nickname per week basis. It, right it, yeah, if he's still here. Jokic also spoke today about kind of flying under the radar, and Michael Malone had some thoughts on this today also. Every team wants to fly under the radar, right? 
Do you think there's one team out there who doesn't, who wants to have all the headlines? Uh, do the Warriors relish it? To a degree. I think to a degree. And even the Nuggets, to a degree, probably relish it. But they still want to go about their business, and they'd still rather sneak up on people than you know, be in the top dog for like the whole season. Yeah, I mean, that really is a thing. When, when, teams, when you get a reputation and teams know who you are and you're getting all this media hype, you really do get teams' best shot. Like, teams just play harder against the Warriors. They do, uh, for sure. And Michael Malone had a great quote today. He says, I think it's almost better when you fly under the radar. Quiet storm, baby, quiet storm. Maybe that can become a little rallying cry. I mean, I get that, and I hear what he's saying, but like a couple days ago, he was saying, like, Jokic should be in the MVP conversation. <laughs> so Can't have it both ways, coach. Yeah. Can't have it both ways. Let's go ahead and take another break real quick. I want to touch on the injury situation when we get back, when some of these guys could return, mainly Paul Millsap and Gary Harris and Will Barton. We'll wrap up with that on the other side right here on the BSN Nuggets podcast. When it comes to quality craft beer, there is no place quite like Colorado. And Colorado Keg House embraces the true essence of that, providing 75 Colorado craft beers on tap. The most unique thing about Colorado Cake House is how many beers they have on tap. I mean, there's simply a beer for everyone. They change them out regularly, and it's, it's great Colorado craft beer. I've been going there for about two years now, and I'm never disappointed. That was Lindsay, and like she mentioned, Colorado Keg House rotates their inventory each week to bring you new flavors. They also offer a great selection of Colorado wines and spirits, so you can sit back, relax, and enjoy any sport you wish on one of their 27 TVs. My favorite thing about Colorado Cake House is the atmosphere. You can bring whatever food that you want to eat in there, and they have a million TVs, it feels like. It's not a bad seat in the house, and they've got extremely comfy couches that you can sit on and hang out with your friends and just kick back. It's, it's a great atmosphere. If you're a Colorado beer lover and you haven't checked out Colorado Keg House in Broomfield, do yourself a favor and head over there today. And don't forget to mention BSN to receive 20% off your order. Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by In We Go, Harrison Wynn and Christian Clark here. I answered this question on yesterday's show. Curious to get your take, though. What were your expectations for this team at the beginning of the season? Before they had played a game, what were your expectations when it comes to playoffs? Yeah, I thought they were going to win somewhere between 47 and 50 regular season games. I expected them to get to the playoffs. And I thought, you know, if they, if they just got to the playoffs, then that would be considered a success. They've, right. they've had a five-season playoff drought. To finally get over the hump, I thought, would be a good step for them. Right. That's where I was, too. I had them at 50 wins in the fourth seed. And even though I had them at the fourth seed, it's not like I expected them to win a playoff series or that was the expectation. At that point in this team's kind of timeline, I was still under the assumption that yeah, you know, they got to get into the playoffs. They got to experience what playoff basketball is like, take their bumps and bruises, probably get beat in the first round and go back to the drawing board and, you know, make some tweaks and then come back once they really know what it takes to win the playoffs. It might be kind of unfair, but with how this team has started, with all the talent on this team and how well they're playing together, I mean, now my expectation is, okay, this team should probably win a playoff series. 
it might be unfair. It, it might be too much, and maybe they still will need to go to the playoffs and get toasted in the first round. But I don't think that's a step they necessarily have to take. Like, they don't have to lose in the first round this year. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, if we're sitting here in a couple of months and they lost in the first round, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'd probably be a little bit disappointed. Just this team has the – like, this team is a real shot to win, like, 54 games or something like that this season and just blow past everyone's expectations. And I think you have to readjust because of that. Jokic – has gone up another level, specifically in the defensive end. The whole team has gone up another another level on the defensive end. Right. This roster is freaking loaded, man. There is so much talent, one through fifteen, on this roster. They might have, you know, some some champagne problems when everybody gets healthy and guys are, are scrapping for minutes, and you got to face some guys out of the rotation who probably deserve minutes. But there there is enough talent here to win a playoff series, no question about it. Yeah, the fact that they're playing defense as they are still at this point in the season, that raises the expectations too. Because, I mean, at the beginning of the year, it's like, yeah, they should get into the playoffs. Who knows what they'll do in the first round? I wasn't accounting for them having a top 10 defense. No, I was still accounting for them having probably like the 20th or 18th or 19th, maybe like the 15th best defense in the league, but certainly not a top five one. 15th was the best case scenario. Right. You know, in my opinion, before this season, this just came out of nowhere. Right. So it's interesting how we've adjusted expectations here. So you mentioned they might have to phase a couple of people out of the rotation when it comes to the playoffs. There's going to be some guys getting back from injuries here over the next couple of weeks. Chris called in to the Total Beverage Fan Hotline wanting us to talk about when we expect these guys to get back and how the roster and rotation might look when these guys get back. So let's hear his question, then we'll talk about it. Hey, it's Chris in Denver. Uh, looks like we got an update on some injuries from the Nuggets. Uh, looks like Barton's going to be back the Spurs home game or the Knicks home game. It looks like Gary's probably going to be back somewhere in that time frame too, and Paul probably, you know, probably like you know mid to late January, something like that. Um, Isaiah Thomas still unclear uh i know when they first went out and the nuggets started winning you know there's kind of anytime a guy gets hurt it's always like well it's going to be hard integrating them back into the offense and you know there's a lot of guys playing well but someone's gonna lose their spot when so-and-so comes back i don't think that'll be the case this time um it seems to me that they're going to ease gary and barton back in uh, Paul, they might just let go. You know, they, they they might put Paul close to 100% of what he used to be, maybe like 75% of his of his usage at, at peak level. But Gary and Barton, I think they're going to slowly ease them back, which means I don't I don't think anyone loses loses their spot. I mean, obviously guys will lose minutes, but you know they'll still get chances. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on that? How do they, how do they ease these guys back into injury or ease these guys back from injury? Hopefully not easing them back to injury. And what is, what does that look like? Uh, you know, what do you guys think of the new time frames? And just, uh, just, just, just when, when do you think, uh, when do you think we'll see these guys back and what do you think we'll see? Do you think it'll be a slump or they'll just all, you know, come in and slowly start con- contributing until we, we get the team we thought we were going to get. And uh, lastly, kind of unrelated to the Nuggets, but kind of related, 
Uh, Denver Institution is closing. Club Beta announced that they are closing, I think, their last night's Jan- uh, January 5th of 2019. A lot of good memories there. Uh, Harrison, I know you're a lifetime Denverite, and you strike me as a guy that likes to uh, get down. Um, what, you got any memories of Beta? Thanks for the question, Chris. Yeah, like I said at the top, no specific memories of Beta. Whatever memories I do have are kind of blurred. Anyways, though, the update from the Nuggets, it wasn't super clear. It's just pretty much that Will Barton, Gary Harris, and Paul Millsap all continue to progress with their rehabs, and they'll be evaluated on a weekly basis going forward. It doesn't really say when any of them should come back. doesn't give a you know, projected time frame that these guys are going to miss here. I was under the assumption that Will Barton was the closest to getting back and maybe he could get back on the floor like next Wednesday against the Spurs in San Antonio. Today, though, Michael Malone said he's really yet to practice. So now I'm under the impression that him and Gary could be on like a similar time frame here in terms of coming back. Yeah, that's a little surprising because we heard three days ago that you know, maybe it could be seven to 10 days before Will Barton got back on the floor. Now, Michael Malone made it clear that that was not a firm timetable, but yeah, that's a little surprising given what we heard before the game uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, so, you know, maybe it's like a week or a two-week thing with Barton, and I'm sure how things will look when Barton and Gary Harris gets back. Maybe they come off the bench for a game or two. They'll probably be under some type of minute restriction, maybe 15, 20, 25, just kind of guessing there. And then they'll get their minutes ramped up from there. So I would maybe expect those guys to come off the bench for a couple games, a game or two, until they get that minutes restriction lifted. But I don't think there's any rush to bring them back. I mean, I know the Nuggets are 21-9. and They're at the top of the West. The Western Conference is super jumbled, but – I would let them take as much time as they need still to come back. Looking at these next 15 games, I predict the Denver goes 10-5 and five here over this next stretch. They don't have the hardest schedule in the world when looking at it. They play the Phoenix Suns twice here over the next 15 games. They've got the Knicks at home. Should be three wins right there. They've got Charlotte at home. That should be four wins. So four pretty easy games. And then at the tail end, they got Chicago and Cleveland at home. Those should be six wins you can write in uh, right there over these next 15 games. So maybe January 1st would be a good time to get these guys back at home against the Knicks, starting January off on the right foot. But it does seem like, you know, there's not that many games left until both those guys return. Harrison, I'm going to throw a random question at you. All right, you know, I'm going to, this is going to require you to think on your feet a little bit, but. The Clippers, uh, Billy Crystal, longtime Clippers fan, is going to be a color commentator New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a one-time thing. If you, if the Nuggets were to do this, who would you pick as a one-time color commentator and why? Well, if we're going off of Nuggets super fans, Amber Rose. <laughs> I didn't think she was in the picture. I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of super fans who have at one time or not been Nuggets fans. Maybe Western Union CEO. <laughs> that dude's passionate West, about the game. Western Union CEO. Man, these are slim pickings here. Is this not former athletes? Are former athletes excluded from this? Anyone. Anyone you want. What about John Elway? Oh, I knew you were going there. You knew I was going there? I, I would love to hear John Elway 
talk about Jokic. Well, that Jokic guy is pretty chubby, but he's pretty good. Uh, how is he doing this? Well, Jokic is a good passer. John Elway likes tall quarterbacks. I think there could be something there. Yeah, here here's a list I came up with. T.J. Miller, uh, Silicon Valley star, pretty funny guy. I don't know if he knows the game at all, but he'd probably make you laugh a couple times. Don Cheadle, again, have no idea if he knows the, the game at all, but I think he went to Denver East High School, right? Uh, that would be news to me. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, so Don Cheadle... Um, and then the last one, Joe Sackick, or really anybody who played for the Avalanche, just so I can hear a guy with a hockey voice call a basketball game. Yeah, Joe Sackick wouldn't be hard. He's already on the payroll. Hey, great pass, eh? I mean, if you're going with the Billy Crystal theme, you could just go to the creators of South Park. That might Ooh. be your best bet. I think that is the best bet. If you're bet. looking for actor slash entertainment guy. Don't those guys, I think they write South Park episodes in like two hours or something like that. They do it unbelievably quick. I could see that. I could see that. Thanks for the question, Chris. Yeah, so I guess the sum up there. Maybe January 1st would be a better date for Gary and Will Barton to get back by. They could come back before that. I don't really know. Isaiah Thomas, hearing January, maybe. But again, I think it's a big wild card, his production and the impact he's going to have on this team right now. And obviously, Paul Millsap, probably a bit after Harrison Barton. You got anything else before we get out of here? No, I think that's good. Um, I appreciated your predictions and advice on our last show. I've been scoping out places in Rhino on Zillow. I don't have enough in the bank to make a down payment, but um, subscribe to BSN Denver, so maybe I do. Do you want any other predictions from me while we're here? Uh, I'm waiting for Austin Rivers to sign on the Rockets. It should be any hour now, especially now that Chris Paul's down. I don't have any others right now. I'll, I'll come up with some for the next show. Those those last two are really helpful, though, Oracle. All right, man. Just let me know. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you have a good weekend. Nuggets are in L.A. against the Clippers on Saturday. We'll recap the game on our Monday show. Talk with you guys then. Dr. Rick and his team at Belmar Chiropractic focus on getting to the root cause of your problem instead of chasing symptoms. The results have been like above and beyond anything I could have ever expected. My pain is completely gone, full of energy, even throughout my entire pregnancy. He was able to adjust me and it sounds crazy to say, but like no back pain throughout my whole pregnancy. That was just really amazing. It's better than anything I could have expected for sure. That was Caitlin. Like her, many people who had looked everywhere and tried everything finally found relief and healing at Belmar Chiropractic. It makes you feel really comfortable because he always tells you what he's doing before he actually does it. So I always felt really, really comfortable and they're all so warm and welcoming as well, which is always great. Dr. Rick can help decrease anxiety and depression, reduce stress, improve mental focus and clarity, provide better quality of sleep, boost your immune system, and so much more. He's definitely the most knowledgeable chiropractor I've ever been to. And I've actually have recommended him to many, many of my friends and coworkers. Give Belmar Chiropractic a call today at 303-233-1236.